This final chapter, everyone, is chapter 35 that this particular course will cover. Unlike uh, previous courses that have been taught, as we look back, this particular chapter is called The Quest for Meaning, and it deals with the Cold War, the Cold War, existentialism, the literature at mid-century, the visual arts at mid-century, sculpture, film, architecture, music, and dance at this particular time. The Cold War, the Cold War, excuse me, dealt with alienation and anxiety, and you had this um, mention of capitalism found its roots in Adam Smith's free market philosophy, while communism gave a central state the power to distribute wealth equally. In regards to existentialism, it was a type of philosophy which was humanistic, and it was formulated by Jean-Paul Sartre. One of his famous works is called The Wall, in case any of you get an opportunity to read it. It emphasized the role of individual choice in a world that lacked moral absolutes. Both secular and Christian existentialism charged human beings with full responsibility for their freely chosen actions. If we look at the literature further with this, the writers gave voice to the challenge to the anguish produced by the individual's freedom to choose. You have pessimism that's on the rise here, and you also have what's called this modern anti-heroes such as the burlesque tramps in Samuel Beckett's Theater of the Absurd, Waiting for Godot. If you've not looked at that play, it's a quite absurd play because they're basically waiting to, to find a way to, to die. And so it's just, they're waiting for that special moment of that person, you know, that aha moment in their survival in a sense. You have the Asian writers such as Rabindranath Tagore, who pursued the quest for meaning in parts of the world where modernism did as much to threaten as to reshape tradition. The visual arts talk about, in this particular chapter, the shift from Paris to New York City. You have the abstract expressionism that marked a heroic effort at self-actualization. You have the action paintings of Jason, excuse me, Jackson Pollock, and the colored, excuse me, colored field paintings of Helen Frankenthaler and Mark Rothko, who explored the dynamic balance between chance and choice. In relationship to sculpture, you have Alberto Giacometti and George Segal, whose figures evoke a mood of alienation, and they even occupy the crowded urban movement or environment. There's also mentioned David Smith's large-scale works. They introduced industrial techniques to abstract cultures fabricated in iron and stainless steel, which is some of the things you see a lot more in today's um, architectural rendings. The film at the mid-century point, you have Italian director Roberto Rossellini's neo-realist style, which used non-professional actors and on-site filming to depict reality at its fullest. And of course, we see that prevalent here. I mean, a lot in on television, you have reality TV, a lot of people who are not trained actors and you see their lives unfolded before you compared to uh, previous 10, 20 years, what was called daytime dramas or nighttime dramas or soaps. There's also mention of Albert Hitchcock's thrillers that was focused on suspense rather than graphic violence. You have the post-war film masters Akira Kurosawa and Igmar 
Ingmar Bergman, who questioned traditional moral values. He often used allegory to probe states of delusion, excuse me, disillusion and despair. And finally, with architecture, music, and dance, the architectural style was basically international. Um, it became a glass box type of skyscrapers. You see that today in your buildings, uh, the reinforced impersonal nature of the modern urban community. Bugmeister Fuller's geodesic dome, or some people say geodesic dome, and a new wave of seductive pharaoh concrete buildings, which exemplified Frank Lloyd Wright's Guggenheim Museum. It also challenged the austerity of the international style. Whereas regarding music and dance, you have this post-world, post-war generation that took the absence of absolutes and started doing more free experimentation. One of the foremost runners, for, foremost um, or forerunners of that time was John Cage and Mears Cunningham. Thank you so much.